you know, one of the things that I would absolutely live by is that purposeful reflection results in purposeful action. Welcome to She Believed She Could, the show that is dedicated to helping you show up, shine bright, and achieve abundant success. I am your host and coach, Allison Walsh. And after two decades of starting, scaling, and leading incredibly successful businesses and teams in the mental health and coaching industries, I've got a wealth of experience, a dynamic network of experts, and game-changing resources that I cannot wait to share with you. In addition to being obsessed with all things related to confidence, goal setting, and personal branding, I integrate positive psychology into everything that I do. I'm on a mission to help you chase and accomplish your dreams and truly optimize your potential. So I encourage you to sit back, relax, and soak in all of the amazing advice that's headed your way. Now let's get to work. As women, you know how using your voice is just as important as believing your voice matters. That's why my friend, Trisha Brooke, is the transformational speaker coach and mentor for you. She's teaching a live virtual speaking masterclass that you don't want to miss. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could and join her on February 7th and 8th for only $47. That's theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could. John Gallagher is the founder and CEO of Growing Champions Coaching and Consulting Company. He has consulted and coached dozens of renowned companies and their leaders across the globe, including IBM, Mitsubishi Electric, Eaton Corporation, and Harvard University, as well as other small companies alike to achieve exceptional results around people development, productivity improvement, profitability, and growth. With over 25 years experience on leadership and lean, John is widely regarded by CEOs and senior executives. His insights have been published in books, articles, and interviews, and his own personal transformation journey to health was documented in menshealth.com. As a coach and consultant to leaders and organizations, John's intentional and equanimous approach to help the C-suite and senior executive team suffering with mediocrity and underperformance to experience uncommon impact through utilizing his powerful seven-step methodology. As a coach, consultant, podcaster, and author, John's diverse background gives him a broad range of perspectives on leadership. He is the host of the Uncommon Leader Podcast, a podcast dedicated to individuals who are ready to engage their heart, mind, and soul in growing themselves and others to lead in an uncommon way. Through his work on the Uncommon Leader Podcast, John has worked with CEOs, pastors, coaches, authors, and up-and-coming Uncommon Leaders, including people like Jeff Henderson and Jeremy Scott. His blog, The Champion's Brew, is a weekly assembly of material that he's reading, listening to, watching, or thinking about that's designed to equip and call you to uncommon leadership, which epitomizes his passion for helping leaders to grow themselves and grow others to be the powerful influence that God created them to be. He received his Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from West Virginia University. He's been married to his wife, Chris, for nearly 30 years and has two grown sons. He is absolutely a joy, and I cannot wait for you to be able to learn more about him. So without further ado, meet John Gallagher. Well, John, I'm so excited that you are on our show today. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind sharing more about yourself with our audience? Allison, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today as well. If I look back on you know who I am, as not a, specifically from a title standpoint, an executive coach and a performance consultant. So I started uh, the organization Growing Champions just a few years ago. Uh, that I uh, have started on my own as an entrepreneur, but spent the last 10 years before that as a consultant for a large company, 
and I've worked my way through in leadership positions in manufacturing and real estate and others. But in terms of who I am with regards to how I got to this point, it's someone who loves to make an impact and make a difference in other people's lives. And the, you know, the path to an executive coach and a performance consultant, while it wouldn't have been something I'd have chosen five years ago, it really became natural in terms of how I went forward with that is that again, uh, whether it's, you know, as a, as a friend to others or as a leader, uh, it's something that's just come natural to me to ask people questions and see how they're doing in their life. Do you have any um, examples of maybe clients that you've helped? Or I'm sure there are people that are listening going, okay, how do I know if I need this? So do you have any stories or any examples of maybe some clients that are similar to what I'm sure you would love to work with more? Sure. Well, let me. I, I actually saw, often use the one that drove me into finding my own executive coach. And it's a story that goes back about 20 years ago. My mentor, boss, and he's still my friend today in a manufacturing role, sat down with me to do my performance review. And here I am sitting in this big conference room, and it's like a fishbowl. There's a bunch of glass all around us in this room. So people are walking by. They can see that I'm receiving my performance review by the big boss who had flown in from corporate. And I tell you, he took me through a performance review as a, a new leader in a role as the acting president. And he said, I'm going to give you this feedback as the president of the organization. So I want you to realize that we had a score of one to five. And by the time we were done, I had received a score of 2.3, which was does not meets, meet expectations. There wasn't one thing that that mentor or boss had told me that wasn't true. Uh, there wasn't one thing that uh, he didn't deliver with love. And I sat there just speechless. And, you know, here I am, uh, let's call it mid-30s in terms of where I was in my age. And I couldn't talk. And all of a sudden, these tears, these two big alligator tears just start rolling down my cheek. I'm like, come on, really? Like, John, this can't be quite right. And I just remember sitting there and talking to him saying, I need help. And I didn't know what an executive coach was at the time, but I had listened earlier to a CD from back when CDs, we used to listen to CDs in the car from an organization called Building Champions uh, that did this thing called executive and life coaching. And I said, look, I want you to listen to this and, and see if it's something that works. Within two weeks, he had committed to allow me to go through that executive coaching journey, something I started on in 2003. And really over the past 20 years, just absolutely bought into what was there. I was always somebody in personal development, but it was something that I knew uh, once I got into that, that I had the opportunity to continuously grow. So I wanted to help both those people, that guy that was sitting there in the performance review chair crying because he'd received a, a review that he knew he could do better, that he knew he wanted to do more. But also I wanted to be that mentor on the other side of the table and help them be so truthful and have candor to give feedback uh, out of love and out of care for individuals that was going to help them grow. And that's, so that just became natural to me. And I started to read more about it, started to study more about it. And it was really cool. I love that. It's, you know, it, it, we hear it all the time, right? You're in the best position to help the person you want for once, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in your lifetime. And so I, I think it's so critically important too, for people to take those opportunities that that could have easily shut you down, mm -hmm. right. And discouraged you. And then you turn away from it, but instead you leaned in and you had this mindset of how can I grow and how can I develop? How can I learn? And 
I know we're both big fans of coaches and having coaches and being uh, surrounded by others that are constantly growing, but you've done some really amazing things and I'm just so impressed, but I wanted to really spend the day talking about uh, this concept of excellence happening on purpose. And so can you share more with our audience around the steps that you have both for personal and organizational transformation? Sure. Well, thank thanks so much for for asking me to go through that as well, Allison. I mean, the story "Excellence Only Happens on Purpose" is something that, again, I'm I'm a, a lover of sports. Uh, Vince Lombardi really came out with a, a quote uh, that he said, "Hey, strive for perfection. On the way there, you might reach excellence." And there's no doubt about that. And I think about it from so many different perspectives. But what I do know is that uh, to reach that point, um, anything worth going to is always uphill, and you've got to be intentional. You've got to be on purpose with regards to what you're going through. And I, I'm a big believer in systems with an engineering background, you know, how those steps go into play. And so over the years that I've been coached, that I've been coaching others, I've kind of assembled, if you will, these seven steps. And while uh, we won't be able to go through all seven of those steps, it really starts out with a choice uh, and it ends with the continuous improvement component of it. In between it, we're setting up a dashboard and what's very important you're identifying the personal and organizational gaps, the barriers that are keeping you from getting there and designing solutions and ultimately repeating that over and over again with an injection of reflection that sits inside of that that says, on a regular basis, I got to really sit down, take a step back and say, how am I doing? What's going well and what isn't going well? And again, intentionally judging even your own performance so that you can course correct uh, and change things, things you need to keep doing, things you need to start doing, things you need to stop doing. You know, one of the things that I would absolutely live by is that purposeful reflection results in purposeful action. And if you can really take that step and be self-reflective as to how things are going, that's a big part of those seven steps and one that, you know, I've really had to teach other executives how to be very intentional about. Can you believe it? My new book is officially out and is a number one new release and bestseller on Amazon. Thanks to all of your support. It is not too late, of course, to pick up your own copy. You can go to shebelievedbook.com. It links out to all of the retailers that are carrying this book. I am so excited about all of the feedback thus far and so grateful for this beautiful community for inspiring me to write She Believed She Could. Show up, shine bright, and achieve abundant success. Remember, I believe in you 1000% and this book is designed and written to help you chase and accomplish any goal that you have for yourself, as well as helping you overcome mindset blocks, build your confidence, and of course, your personal brand. So pick up your copy today. Go to shebelievebook.com. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much. I hope you love it just as much as I do. And if you have picked up your copy, would you mind leaving a review on Amazon or Barnes & Noble? That would be incredible and will help this book just completely take flight. Again, shebelievebook.com. Please order your copy or leave a review if you already have. So grateful for you. Bye-bye. So I think where I want to just pause for a second, right? It it can be scary to reflect sometimes. How do you help people through that? Because sometimes when you have to look in the mirror is when, you know, you also have to take ownership. Uh, but you know, there's also this bright light, right? There's this chance to start over. I know you and I are both friends. Uh, fans of Ed Milet, his mm -hmm. podcast this week talks about being very focused on like 
what we can do to create that future that we want, but you could only do it if you're like, you know, really clear with what worked well before and what didn't and like what we need to do to move forward. So we'd be really curious to hear how you guide people through that. Sure. Well, I mean, as I said, that first step, it really takes a choice. It takes a choice that you've got to be unhappy with the position that you're in. And unhappy feels like a really strong word, but ultimately I like to refer to it as a, a healthy discontent for the status quo. I mean, I've got to be willing to say, I know I can continuously grow as an individual. And some people don't make that choice. The people that I work with on a regular basis have said, I want to go to a place that's further than where I am today. Uh, You know, people will change when the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of actually staying in the same place. And those individuals that I work with have said, I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be something that I have to do. And even specific to your question about reflection, you know, oftentimes people want to jump immediately to uh, the solution. And here's the things that I need to do to get there. And I'm like, hold on a second. Let's talk about those things that you're not doing well today that are really getting your way. And a lot of times, and Allison, I believe this in terms of what, what's been in your book and what I've learned about you, is that it's a mindset that comes along with that as well. That if I have an abundance mindset, if I have a growth mindset that I'm willing to say I need to get better, then I got to be able to find my own blind spots. Now, having a coach can help me to see those blind spots as well that I can't see on my own. And you've got to be open to that feedback. But I I encourage folks to really sit down and say, no, what's what's going well and what isn't going well today before you start to talk about the things you need to do to go forward. And that's, by the way, that's not just in work. That's in the area of relationships. That's in areas of your faith, your finances, your friendships that you have, and your personal health. You know, for me, that was a big part of my journey started back in 2017, I had to start taking some of my own medicine to get back in shape as well. So and realize I wasn't as healthy as I thought I was. If you want to transform from being a good speaker to a great speaker and start using your voice to increase your impact, your visibility, and your income, there is only one person I know who can guarantee your success. I've known Trisha Brooke for years and she's the best in the business. She's literally supported thousands of thought leaders and becoming top speakers and influential voices. Speaking is how you become the authority in your field. And when you have the tools and techniques to speak effectively as a leader, your credibility skyrockets. Trisha is teaching a two-day live virtual masterclass on February 7th and 8th for just $47. This masterclass only happens twice a year. So you'll want to register now so you can add speaking to your business model for 2024. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could and start stepping onto big stages. That's theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could. Well, I think, you know, all the things that you just said resonate so deeply with me. I've I've had the privilege of of working in the behavioral health industry for 20 years, right? And uh, for a decade was very focused on helping individuals who are struggling with addiction and you know, when you said the part of, you know, the pain was so great, right. That they couldn't bear it anymore. I, I was just so inspired by all of the individuals that walked through our doors and made that conscious decision to make a major life change. I think the other thing too, to just be mindful of is that you don't have to be at rock bottom to make the change, right? The pain, the discomfort has to be there. Otherwise like that urgency to move and actually do something, um, isn't necessarily going to be there, but you don't have to wait until there's no other 
choice, right? Like, and going right. back to the choice, like you have the cho- the choice to change. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to co-sign on complacency. You don't have to remain in a past version of yourself that you've already outgrown. Um, but that that change piece, right? That willingness to change has to be there. And then doing the work too. So I'm curious, right, about how you help people put things in place for them to continue to make progress. Because I think that, and I'm, I don't know if you've experienced this, we didn't debrief on this before the show, but you know, I noticed that a lot of folks, the not enoughs, right, are what surface, right? Not enough time, not enough support, not enough resources, not enough money, whatever, right? Not enough clarity, um, not enough information. <laughs> There's all these things that get in people's way from moving. Sure. So what do you do when you start to see either the excuses or the barriers or the not enoughs come up? How do you help people <laughs> through that? All those never come up. I mean, that, that's that's oh, the yeah. life oh, of the coaches oh, to okay. really <laughs> be able to point that out. I'm doing everything to say. And I, I talk to folks and again, Based on those changes, one of the things I'll say to them is, you know, you can do anything you want. You just can't do everything you want. And that's that's really important because uh, early on in the journey, we're prioritizing what's most important to them that they want to change. I talk about it in in my philosophy with regards to the, the greatest story ever told. It's those six areas that I touched on. And it starts with your career or, you know, the, the work that you're doing. It doesn't mean that's the most important, but you go through different chapters of your life where different things are important. And once you start to prioritize that list, and then you take a look at your calendar and where you're investing your time and match it up against that list, people find out really quick, like, oh, yeah, I, I am busy, but I'm probably not investing my time in the right places. So I spend a good bit of my time with individuals up front using another process I call the five Ds. What do they need to deselect to stop doing completely? What do they need to defer? It's it's important, but it's not important now in their development process. What do they need to uh, deconstruct. So the things that they're doing today, what could they, you know, in essence, eliminate wasteful activities to make improve on improvement on? And what do they need to delegate? And that tends to be some of the hardest ones uh, where you say, I know I can do it better than somebody else, but I've got to delegate that. Whether it's as a leader or even as, as an individual, as a person to say, I prop me personally, I don't, I'm physically capable of cutting my grass, but I don't need to invest that time today in cutting my grass. I got to find that I got to understand that. And if you can't do one of those four, delegate, defer, deselect, or deconstruct, then you have to do it if it's going to be important and you got to get it on your calendar. So I spent a lot of time, you know, evaluating individuals' calendars where they are to find out where they're investing their time and just try to expose them to it. I don't advise them on where they should or what they should do. It's just a matter of enlightening them to see where they're spending time in the wrong places. Yeah, I always say, show me your calendar. I'll show you your results. Sure, <laughs> absolutely, be, right? Uh, really direct statement, sometimes scary. Uh, but it's so true, right? And I think we, again, as we continue to elevate or take on new opportunities or want to make a change, like you have to create the space for that. And it has to be intentional. If it's not there, you're going to cancel on yourself. And I've noticed that you know everybody else's appointments will end up on your calendar all the right. other meetings with other people but what what meetings with yourself are you putting on there where is the intentional time blocks to work on the things that matter and you know it doesn't take a lot to become good at something and i think right. that's the other thing is that sometimes we create this mountain we create this like huge task or this huge thought about how much effort is going to be where if you break it down and you do little bite-sized pieces consistently, you can become an expert. You can become world-class at and first-class at what you do if you give yourself that time. But it's the first thing to get taken off of the calendar. It's the well, first it's, thing you know, the, When it's on the calendar, the dismiss button, dismiss button is so 
convenient. It just goes away and I don't have to do it again. So it's, it's very important that they measure how they're doing at that. And, you know, the accountability from a coach standpoint is important. You know, for me, I, I want to you know be a reader. And if I'm going to continuously grow, then I have to be intentional. Your word intentional at, at really growing that space. And if we look and break it down to the simple, 10 pages a day is 24 books a year. Wow. 10 pages a day. And that's like six or seven minutes to sit down and read 10 pages a day. But if you can repeat that discipline over and over again, it results. And we have distractions and we have things that try to get in our way to take our time to get there, but they have to become non-negotiable disciplines that are there. If it's about your fitness and what you eat and it's meal prep on Sunday night, then that's what it is. Or it's exercise three days a week. It's got to become important and be in your calendar. Absolutely. Yeah. I just um, finished writing a blog that I'm going to post about, you know, the things, the non-negotiable things I have to do to set myself up for success in a week, right? The meal prep is huge. Me taking an hour on Sunday to pre-bake the breakfasts and the snacks, right? Like mm-hmm. saves so much time. It's healthier. It's done, right? And it becomes those those success habits that we need. It's the infrastructure and the reading, right? Like I cut out TV during the pandemic actually because I was so overstimulated by everything and I was like, I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these, these are the things that I don't need in my schedule anymore. And I gave myself that time back to read, to write, to do yes. things that were meaningful. And it made a huge difference. Um, John, you know, I'm obsessed with confidence and mindset and all of those things. I'm really curious what your definition of confidence is. Sure. I, I, I mean, I appreciate that ask. I go back one more thing you touched on, cause I love the, the, the meal prep thing keeps you from the drive-through line, which you just can't do. You can't do that and, and expect to have improvements in that space. But, you know, to your question about confidence and it's something that, you know, oddly enough, as I've gotten ready for this podcast, it's like popped up in my daily reading. It's in, been in my scripture reading today out of Hebrews. It's been uh, on my John Maxwell daily reader that he popped up in terms of confidence. But if I were, you know, if I were to write it down and I did, I'd say the confidence is the the belief that you have in your own abilities and the courage to act on that uh, belief. And so I think both those things go hand in hand. You know, as we develop these skills, uh, as we try to go forward, there's always uh, a component of fear that exists inside with confidence that that plays against us. And, you know, back to, you know, Ed Milet in our favorite, um, and when he had a recent guest who talked about the 51% factor, you just have to be 51% confident. You don't have to be hundred percent confident to take an action to go forward with that. And I think it's just so important uh, that those fears are always going to exist. And those fears manifest themselves in insecurity. Well, I'll just step to the back of the line. I hope I don't get called or I'll sit in the back of the room and not raise my hand versus the confidence of saying, hey, I want to be out front. I want to answer that question. I want to I want to make that happen. And you have to, much like it is those disciplines, you have to stretch that muscle of confidence. You have to develop that muscle because the fear is always going to be there. And so what the confidence allows you to do uh, is ultimately at some point overcome that fear. And you may or may not win, win how you would define win, but the win you have is you've overcome that fear and tried it and you've learned from it. Yeah. I loved that episode with Jen Gottlieb, who just has, a, yes. she has a new book out called Be Seen. So yes, good. I, so I, good. My list keeps getting longer and longer every time I listen to his podcast. And yeah. I've got, still got your podcast, your book that I'm going <laughs> through as well in terms of understanding confidence and how you uh, define it there. But I mean, it's, look, it's, that's something for me over a long period of time that, that I've had to grow uh, for many reasons. And it absolutely is fear that's kept me from doing certain things. So I got a lot of catching up to do. 
Yeah. Oh, well, you're doing great and you're helping a lot of people be even better as well. So, um, and you know, I love to be inspired as does this audience. So what else should we be tuning into, listening to, reading? I know you've got a lot of suggestions for us, so I'm excited to hear yours. Yeah, Allison, I think, you know, if I look at the kind of the purpose behind Growing Champions, my company, one of the things that I talk about with regards to the mission is to inspire, encourage, and equip. And so I'm always looking for different ways to uh, inspire, encourage, and equip. And I, I have different methodologies to get that inspiration. For me, sometimes it's music, and certainly Sunday morning worship music uh, at church is very good. I love to listen to Mandisa, love to listen to Bethel, and just inspirational music, frankly, that you know, uh, John Maxwell talk about what makes you laugh, what makes you cry, and what do you dream about? I mean, and I just, I get, I get those tears again as I listen to that inspirational music. So I think folks can find it there. I find inspiration in movies, those movies that you're flipping around the channel one day, which I try not to do aimlessly, but you see it, you're like, oh, shoot, I just lost that two hours because I have to watch this movie. Whether it's Rudy or the Rocky series, or and I'm Rocky Four is my favorite, by the way, in terms of inspiration, or Miracle on Ice, uh, and the story there, or Rudy, those are all stories, inspirational stories that folks have, have overcome something. Uh, and I just, you know, I can't get enough of those stories. But, you know, specifically in terms of how we really uh, consume uh, new stuff as well, our, our books, no doubt. I mean, the, the most inspirational author for me and in, in the book has been John Maxwell and the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. That book was given to me in 1998 as my first leadership book. Uh, by my mentor, and he walked through it with me chapter by chapter. And I tell you, I was hooked for 25 years. I've hooked, and I now just read the 25th anniversary version of that book. So I'll be ready to read yours when you get the 10th anniversary and the 25th to come out. Allison, absolutely, as it goes forward from an inspiration. And then you know, we've touched on a couple of the podcasts. I mean, Ed Milet, uh, I like to listen to, to Ben Newman. He's very uh, emotional from an inspiration standpoint with regards to kind of pep talk type podcasts. But again, even inspirational podcasts from Andy Stanley or Craig Rochelle or others that you and I get to meet on a regular basis within BBG, Rory Vaden. Uh, that's how I ended up likely in the series of, of meeting you is uh, listening to, to Rory on an Ed Milet podcast and taking the step to be, to get coaching on that side as well. So I love are, that. Those are things Thank that you. inspire me. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, I'll link um, to all of the ways to find you in the show notes. But for those that will listen and act swiftly, where should they find you? How should they connect with you? Allison, thanks for asking that as well. CoachJohnGallagher.com is the website where you can find most of the information. I'm probably most active on LinkedIn as well under Coach John Gallagher. And then I have a podcast, the Uncommon Leader Podcast. You've been gracious enough to be on that podcast. So folks should seek out that that episode that you're on as well. And I do a weekly newsletter called the champions brew. Uh, that's really designed with tips about things that I'm reading, listening to, or, or watching that uh, would inspire, encourage, and equip others as well. So they can find those things out on my website at coachjohngallagher.com. If they're interested in my methodology, there's a spot there, Allison, to offer your listeners a free call as well, where they can go to coachjohngallagher.com slash free call, you know, to set up a, a specific phone call with me to learn more. I love that so much. Well, I am so grateful that we are connected. And again, I appreciate everything that you shared with us today and, and just look forward to people continuing to stay in touch with you. I really value the fact that we know each other now and um, are officially connected for life. So grateful for you. And I hope that you continue to just do the amazing work that you do. You're making a major difference in this world. And it's a real gift that you're able to share. So thank you. Uh, back at you, Allison. Thank you very much. 
I hope you loved this show. If you did, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It makes a big difference and helps a lot more queens who are chasing their dreams to find this show too. We work really hard on creating a quality production and I want to make sure as many people that need to listen to it can. So we appreciate your help in advance. And of course, check out the show notes. We always include lots of great information in there as well as links so that you can continue the conversation or access additional support or resources or the book recommendations from our guests. So please check that out. We would love for you to continue to stay engaged with our beautiful community. You can also access the She Believed She Could Facebook community from the link in the show notes as well. And you know, we'll be continuing the conversation at Allison Walsh on Instagram. So please join us there. And remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. So please stay connected. Let me know how I can support you as you chase and accomplish your goals. I'm always happy to make a connection or maybe it's just to fill up your cup and tell you that you're an awesome queen that can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm so excited for you. Stay focused, beautiful. It is all within reach and you deserve abundant success. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.